Uh, guys, thank you for being around. Um, thanks for joining in on the live stream uh, we are doing here for Rocket Pro Wrestling. Fall Brawl is coming up this Saturday. And uh, we're taking an opportunity now to uh, sit down with uh, those uh, of Rocket Pro Wrestling. Uh, wrestlers, executives, behind the scenes, whoever from Rocket Pro wants to come on and talk. Uh, we are here to do that for the next couple hours. Of course, I'm not here alone. I'm also here with uh, the amazing Turtle. That'd be me, Kyle Bunker. Chicagoland uh, champion. And uh, PX, uh, or Pac-Man, as I know him as, uh, not only a co-host of JFW, but also co-host of the uh, Power Hour and uh, leader of the fan group, That's Kid Men. You got that right. And potential future Nova Award. Well, no, no, don't add. Dude, I just did it. Don't add shit. I did it this way so you don't have to add shit. <laughs> well, you know, it's something we got to talk about. No, no, it's not, pros, no, this not, not in the intro, not in the intro, <laughs> not in no. Don't turn this into our thing. This isn't about us. This isn't about you. This is about Rocket Pro Wrestling. I mean, the LIM are, you know, Rocket Pro Wrestling. Don't so it. shut up. Another. <laughs> And W is an LIM, so. See, it all works out, Travis. Is that what it is? It all, just, it all goes full circle? Awesome. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> uh, for anyone who's listened to, like, any live stream JFW has done in the past, you know that I kind of, like, you know, take the lead, take the helm, and kind of run through this. And obviously, with the help of my co-host and everything, we get through the show pretty smoothly. Being this is a Rocket Pro live stream, and uh, we're talking purely Rocket Pro Wrestling here for those who are listening. Uh, Turtle and Pac-Man are going to kind of lead the show and everything, and I'll kind of be here as like a supporting cast because they know more about Rocket Pro than I do. They know people in Rocket Pro and all this stuff way better than I do. They've been more familiar with them a lot longer than I have. So um, I'm not going to take up too much time. Uh, you know, no, yeah, whatever. I just lost why my train of thought, uh, and that's why I'm not doing this. So uh, <laughs> Turtle, Pac-Man, uh, I'm going to give you guys the floor. And I'll be here, uh, you know, to kind of throw shit in there from time to time. But if you guys want, go ahead and uh, take the reins and uh, let's get started with this. Perfect. So right. uh, I think we'll run down the card as, uh, you know, you know, people call in if they choose to. Uh, I know one person definitely will call in or wants to call in. Uh, so Rian Skills, at any time you want to call in, please feel free to do so. Yeah. And maybe we'll we'll talk about your match first. So we'll go yeah. give him time. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't sit there in silence. Let's. Uh, yeah. Yeah, come but, on, come on, kid. You know. I'm <laughs> but uh, wild pal. Well, <laughs> well. Um, so uh, while we wait for Rian, um, 
those Nova Awards are coming up as well at Fan Access, which starts at 2 p.m. this Saturday to 4 p.m. Um, Pac-Man, let's talk yes, about sir. those Nova Awards a little bit. What what are the categories? Who is in it? Who are the nominees of so each category? We, we have Wrestler of the Year, uh, which you are nominated for, as well as Christian Rose, Gunner Brave, um, just some of the nominees that are coming to my head right now. We have Tag Team of the Year, uh, TDC, The Idols. Uh, again, a couple names coming to my head right now. Uh, we have Funniest Moment of the Year, the Bricks Burn a Water Bottle. Our moderator, Smiley McGee, got nominated for being turned into a coat rack. Uh, we also have Darth Vader and Michael Myers nominated for an, uh, for the Funniest Moment of the Year as well. Um there is also match of the year, Gunner Bray versus Storm Grayson and uh, Quinn Wittick versus Joey Jet Avalon are two of the top nominees in that category. Um, in addition, there's Rowdyest fan group of, uh, you know, White, White Girl Wasted and the Rocket Boys who have been nominated for that award. Nice, nice. I believe the Aaron Stone section as well. Oh, yes, yes, Stone. The Aaron Stones have also been nominated. I mean, they're led by Lord Farquaad. How can you not vote for them? Well, they should be voting for LIM, but hey, that's just me being biased. <laughs> I'm trying to hide my biasness. You know, you can't do that. That's impossible. I know. I know. I'm trying to be modest. Trying to be modest, but yeah, those awards will be starting uh, when Fan Access starts at 2 p.m., and that'll be in the park. And remember, that is five dollars to get in the Fan Access. And uh, Nubby, you were at the last Fan Access uh, that they had back in May before Kicks on 66. So, what was that experience like? Uh, what can fans expect from Fan Access? Well, <clears throat> well. So being my, like, a, it was my first official fan access, like, yeah, you know, you go out to intermission and, you know, you get, meet the crowd, sign autographs and whatnot, but fan access was really, like, different. Um, I've never been part of something like that before. And, like, I mean, yeah, the crowd was a little, you know, lack at the time, but still just enough to, like, a random kid can come up to you and just talk for a while, you know, ask you for an autograph, buy your merch, which, by the way, I do have merch. So come and see me at Fan Access for some merch. Cheap plug, cheap plug, Nubby. Uh, hey, I'm cheap. What can I say? Why, why, the, why the hell does that have to be Pac-Man who has to be the modest one? You're out here trying to upsell your merch. Well, I, I am, like, the talent on the roster, so why wouldn't I? <laughs> He's got, he's got you there, Travis. Oh, God. He's on the Rocket Pro, you idiot. Oh, my God. Well, it is connected to Rocket Pro because Fan Access is part of Rocket Pro Wrestling Fall Brawl. It is. God damn it. God damn it. I, I do think Fan Access is a, a good concept. Um, and the last one was great. You know, you had the Power Hour who um, who did a live show. Uh, you guys inducted uh, some people. Chuck Gunderson. Yeah, yeah, his uh, and his cute uh, daughter, Chelsea. Good old Chelsea Gunderson. Yeah, yeah, that's her name. 
You're not good with names, we know. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> just just just, <laughs> just inappropriate descriptive words of them. But uh yeah, no confirm. Yeah. No, it's pretty cool because who because who did they have they had, they had the that water balloon. Uh, oh yeah, throwing water balloons at no coast. With no coast, um, or mostly at Santino, but that's yeah, idols <laughs> were out there and everything. It was it was a pretty cool time. It's awesome they're uh, doing it this time. I kind of wish it was a little bit longer though. Um, I think if you got like three or four hours out of it, it'd be a lot cool. But um, I think two hours is great, and it gives uh, the guy it gives everyone opportunity to not only get there early enough, but to be more involved in the rock and pro wrestling before the uh, season uh, premiere starts. Um, Rian says he's going to start uh, – he's going to call in in about 10 minutes or so, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, thanks for letting us know that. Um, for those who are in here and everything, like I said, if if you want to call in, just go ahead and call in whenever you want. Um, we'll just take people as they do call in. Also, take, uh, take this opportunity to make sure you like and share the live stream as we go through because those likes do help us out uh, here at JFW and it kind of puts us higher up in like, you know, like a recommendation uh, order and stuff like that on live stream. So make sure you do keep clicking the likes and, you know, everything that does help us out. Here. Um, but yeah, until we get um, calls in and everything, uh, let's we start on the card. We kind of deep dive into like the matches and how we got to this point and everything. So if you guys just want to get started on that. Yeah, we can do I that. I have the match card in front of me. Um, Turtle, how about we start with your match? Uh, I was hoping to be main event because it's what I do. But no, we'll, we'll start. We'll, we'll we'll start. We'll start. We'll start with me. Get yeah. get me out of the way because I don't think my opponents are going to call in anyway. I don't think Bucky Collins knows how to use a phone and Treated. Ryan Ryan Matthews is kind of weird. So also, but yeah, we had double treated. Treated 2X combo. On your 142nd day as Rocket Pro Wrestling Chicagoland champion, we're going to be talking about your Chicagoland championship defense versus Ryan Matthews, the Ryan Matthews, and Bucky Collins. Uh, It's going to be a weird match. Now, talking about both of these guys, the Ryan Matthews was just in a title match at Rocket Pro. Filling in for Quinn Wittick to go after Aaron Stone for the vacant Rocket Pro Wrestling Championship at Kicks on 66. Bucky Collins managed to, through some very sadistic ways, seemingly started to tear apart TDC when after his match with Christian Rose at the last show, uh, Christian Rose started going after... uh, or going after Bucky when the TDC came out to try to stop him, but wound up shoving Connor Hopkins out of the way. So, you know, maybe Bucky's kind of going to come into this match a little emboldened in that, I would say. Um, Matthews perhaps having the undeniable in his back pocket. Especially now that we have, uh, I think we refer to him as J Beck, the bounce check in his corner. Sure. Um, what's your what's your mood going into this match? I know you said it's challenging, but what's your mood going into this match? Well, um, there's a lot of factors in this match that are really going to be against me because the Ryan Matthews, as you said, is part of Undeniable, and he'll be accompanied by the bounce check guy most likely but 
I'm not too worried about him because honestly, what can he do to do anything? He's not. I don't think he's smart enough to get involved. And if he tries to, he's just gonna get knocked out anyway, or shell shocked, if you will. Uh huh. And I'm not. I'm not afraid to do that to him. And he decided to join Undeniable, which. If you do that and you get in my way, you're going to get knocked down. Um, I'm more worried about the rest of Undeniable getting involved, especially Damian Saint, because he does get involved a lot. We've seen it before where he uh, try to trip up someone in a match. He'll deny it all he wants. He'll say he's just trying to you know, put his hands in the ring, whatever excuse he'll come up with. But he's the type of guy that says no excuses, but he's got more excuses than anybody. Um, as for B, he's dangerous. I mean, he he held his own against Christian Rose for sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's going to be too worried about him. Uh, I don't know if Christian Rose is done with him or not, but I hope Bucky... Just doesn't worry about him. Give me, you know, all 100% attention. Because if not, the one little slip up, it's one shell shock away. Now, you have been a fighting champion. Um, even with the Rocket Pro off season, you have defended the title on a couple different occasions at Ileana Pro Wrestling out in Richton Park. So, and you and Rion Spills, who we'll have in here very, very soon. So how does the – maybe the lessons that you've taken from your title defense's IPW, how is that going to come into play during your match? Well, if you think about it, I've been in multi-person matches since day one of Rocket Pro. If we go back to my debut in the ring at Kicks on 66 um, two seasons ago, I was in a triple, or no, a fatal four-way. Almost won, but the idiot Joey Roth, you know, did his thing. And then I was in another triple threat with Rock and Rivera and Kevin Cade. I was in that scramble when I won the title. And then if we go to IPW, I was in that gauntlet. And it's no different than triple threats and four-ways. Yeah, it was just one-on-one each time. But still, that's... One match after another, and that will take a toll on me. Especially when Hot Rod Daddy Andy was the one that almost beat me. It went the time limit draw, but I survived. That's right. That's right. That was the gauntlet match. Yes. So you if we pick... go ahead. If go we ahead. go to a triple triple threat match with Steven Rion. Um. We don't need to go into all of the details on that, but you saw how hard we were hitting each other between the three of us. I mean, a lot of bad blood from the past just, you know, in my mind and then the current stuff. So there was a lot of, you know, tension there. But, again, I survived that. Granted, no winner because, you know, who interfered. But we don't need to mention them. So, I think with this triple threat match, I think I'm qualified to win, pretty much. I have all the tools to win this match. 
Now, before we go on to the next match, um, if there's anything you want to say to the Ryan Matthews and Bucky Collins, if there's anything you wanted to say to them uh, as you're preparing, as they and you are preparing for this match, want what do you want them to know? Um, don't take me lightly. And focus, just, yeah, just don't take, you know what? That's all I need to tell them. Don't take me lightly. Because I'm not Amazing Turtle for no reason. Um, even my dog agrees, if you can hear. If you can I hear agree it. with your dog. So, following your match, we're going to have Koa Laksamana versus Eric Schultz. Koa has taken St. Park by storm in the past couple, in the past year. Uh, one of the breakout star nominees of the year at Rocket Pro. And he is going up against Eric Schultz. Now is hey, hey guys, hey, hey, real quick. I think something's uh, messing up on the live stream. Oh, uh, I'm not sure unless it's only on my end or not. Can you do me a favor? Try to type something into the chat and see if it goes through. Oh, I don't have anything on my chat right now. Yeah, I All think right. some, I think something screwed up with the. Not a lot. No, there. I see it. Steve messaged. Kevin Palmer just sent something. Oh yeah. Oh, it's it's not letting me type though. It's not letting me type either. Yeah, yeah. The last thing I'm showing is Giamon's their uh, plug-in Carter comics. Uh, Steve. Um, Kevin Palmer just posted. Boom. But yeah, it took away my option to and put a message. <clears throat> okay. All right. I. The I was just working. According to Rian, so chance working on your end, okay. Yeah, for some reason, it's not working on mine, so I have no idea what's being said. Um, but okay, cool. Like I said, I thought it was, I thought it was the whole thing, but if it's only on my end, then we can just keep rolling. I didn't mean to interrupt you and shit. I just was freaking out that maybe it wasn't working, but if everyone on your end says it is, then we can continue. All right, so cool. back to what we were saying about uh, Koa Laksamana and Eric Schultz. So here's the biggest question going into this match. Can the Red Wave Army outlast the Undeniable? Nubby, what do you think? Well, um, I gotta stop saying well, please. Well? <laughs> um, habits are hard to break. Um, Koa has established himself, and I think he can grow it. And Undeniable can't really defeat the Red Wave Army anyway. So I think Koa will handle this in the best way Koa can. And he's got Kalisa in his corner, so I wouldn't mess with her. No, no, I would definitely not mess with her. And I think really the biggest thing is we've seen Koa this summer in the NWA. He's had some experience. Um, you know, with that newfound, um, newfound experiences. Um, we watched the last time he was at Rocket Pro. Uh, he bent Quinn Wittick's pro bar in half. Effortlessly. That was shocking. It was insane to see that. And 
that's the biggest question for the undeniable is they see how strong and how tough Koa is, and they're putting up against Damian Saints attorney Eric Schultz. Is he going to find ways to bend Eric Schultz like he's a crowbar? Uh, don't count Eric Schultz out. He is slimy as any lawyer can be. I've witnessed firsthand multiple times. But he's also an idiot. And one slip up, he, he will be bent in half, maybe um, more than half ways. It'll probably be four different times he can be bent by Koa. It will be very, very interesting match to watch and follow and see how that one is going to go down. But we also have the final level versus TBC for the Rocket Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champion. Pac-Man. There's a piece of advice I've given you twice now since you've been in JFW. And what was that? Slow down. Right? We are 30 minutes into a two-hour live stream, and you are already on your third match. There we are. Slow the fuck down, bro. I got you. Um, you. The thing is, there are are people in chat. Again, I said I cannot see them. But there are people in chat, I'm sure, saying things that you could share with everybody and respond to. In fact, uh, Kevin actually brought up a good point. Uh, Don't forget about the monster Steve Michaels. Saint has him in his back pocket. So let's not forget, Steve Michaels just recently joined Undeniable, so he could be lurking around. Yeah. See, the thing, the thing, and, I, and Pac-Man, I get that you're a Red Wave Army guy. You're a fan favorite guy. But there is a, there, there is a strength in numbers belief. And Undeniable isn't one person. Koa is. And the only person that Koa has in his corner is uh, his manager, Kelis? Is that, is that yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And if you watch any match that Koa's had anywhere, you see that she does more harm than good in his matches. I think there's like three or four off the top of my head where her involvement in the match actually cost him the win. True. So. I mean, I get that, you know, Koa is a beast of a dude. He is a powerhouse in his own right. I understand that. But there's a lot of factors that favor the Undeniable and his opponent Schultz than they favor him. So you got, you got, I mean, you, you say you want to be impartial and you want to be, you know, you, know, you don't want to, you know, be a side picker and shit. But you got to look at the world as a whole. Koa is one man, and the Undeniable is a group. That is true. That is very true. I know it's true because I said it. You never <laughs> tell a lie, Travis. You never nope. tell a lie. Right. See, wouldn't it be easy? You know, it's, the thing is, that I wouldn't have to interrupt you if you would have asked me my opinion. And so you just ask Turtle and move along. Yeah, we, we can include Travis. It's yeah, just because yeah. I'm not leading this thing doesn't mean I'm not here. Got it. I got, I got things to say. I can say shit about people. You sure can. You said a lot of right. shit about, yeah. You, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> so, 
Aguila, thank you for sharing JFW social media and our sponsor, uh, Carter Comics. Ready to rock. Carter Comics has it all. Use promo code 10%. Um, for discount, code. For discount code 10 per, uh, Freaknet for 10% off. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Purchase. Promo codes are like the undeniable. Very irrelevant. Treated. Jesus Christ. Treated, treated, treated. What, what am I um, uh, barking up the wrong tree with that comment or what? I mean, you're just not being impartial. I'm allowed, allowed to be. I, I'm being myself right now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, yeah, final level. Go for it. All right. We have the final level versus TDC. Now, guys, you've seen the video that uh, was put out by TDC of after Kicks on 66, where Damien Deshane and uh, Damien Deshane met with uh, Marche Rocket and uh, Shogun Chris Logan. Uh, they, there seems to be a lot of respect between Brooks Berna and Damian Deshane. Now, at the same time, and we'll talk a little bit about Connor Hopkins later, they did tell Connor Hopkins to be leery of Christian Rose. How do you guys think the conclusion of that strap match with Bucky Collin is going to come into play with the TDC matches on this show. Well, honestly, what is Christian Rose, um, or what? All right, hold on, hold on, look, that's my thoughts here. Why would Christian Rose? He is still Bucky. Why would he get involved negatively against his own group? Yeah. We saw them have problems, but I don't think he will do anything to get involved in at all, negative or positive. He might just leave them high and dry at that point. I wouldn't, I wouldn't look at it as high and dry, but I think he'd look at it as like, you know, they could handle their own shit. You know, I, I think it's more of a reason. Obviously, yeah, there's some going on with Christian. I mean, that's obvious from everything we saw from the season finale up until now. and But at the same time, it, there, was, there was a respect given from the Coyotes to the final level, uh, which I think uh, people need to acknowledge and appreciate because I don't think respect is really given that much in this business anymore. Um, but uh, I don't agree with Steve when he says uh, that the final level is the greatest tag team ever. Um, I can kind of see chats now and in my own little way now. Just because I think they've teamed for like two matches. So, I mean. I get that. But at the same time, you got two of the greatest in the singles competitors coming together as one. Yeah. And that might be, you know, that gives them the upper hand. And we yeah. saw them go through the gauntlet at Kicks on 66. They went up against some pretty tough teams. And even though they were worn down by the end, they were starting to, 
they did outlast Youth Gone Wild, which was not a very easy team to beat. Well, none of those teams were easy teams. I mean, like, yeah, they had challenges throughout the whole thing, and I admire the fact that they got through it. It is impressive. And they're both big dudes. They're both main event guys. I got no doubt for the long term, sure, that, you know, they'll be able to handle their own and get through whatever. But to go unbeatable is a bold statement because we've seen main event guys together and form teams, and eventually something happens, whether it be an ego issue or, you know, somebody wanting to get that final say in their, you know, match and stuff like that, and it goes wrong. Um, I think for the time being, yeah, I think the final level is an incredible tag team. But I mean, as big as those dudes are, their egos are just as big. And it's going to implode down the line. It's inevitable. It always happens. You're not wrong about that part when it comes to egos. Because as we saw at Kicks on 66 for that RPW versus uh, the Idols, they were on the same team. And they weren't working together then, but things have changed since then. Maybe they finally realized they can work together. But to say that they're unbeatable, you can look at them and say, yes, they're unbeatable. But everybody is beatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steve says he has many opinions as to why the final level are forever. Of course and It's Steve. Steve, why don't you call in and tell Absolutely unbeatable. He wants me to quote him. Yeah, I'm sure he does. It, listen, I, I'm not taking anything away from the final level. I won't do that because I will admit that they're a great tag team. And main event people who come together to form tag teams are great to start out with. We've seen it on TV a lot. Hell, we see it right now with Cole and MJF and... So shit like that does work. But it's not going to be forever. It's not going to go 20 matches being, you know, unbeatable, you know? And I get that Steve's a fan of both guys, and I get that's why he wants anything. But the Coyotes are a tag team with longevity. You know, they, they, they've been able to work together, and they are tag team champions, stuff like that. And that shouldn't be counted out. When going into fall brawl, saying like, "Oh, Marche and uh, Shogun are gonna—they're going to go unbeaten. They're gonna become tag team champs." Well, why? Because they're unbeatable, sure. But why? Well, because it's Shogun and Marche. But what the fuck does that mean? Like, what what is what does that mean to say that because they're unbeatable, because they're great? Like, but what about makes them unbeatable and great? Their power, their their work ethic. why are they better than the damn Coyotes? I mean, TDC has been doing the tag team in a little longer, and they've shown dominance in other places. But at the same time, the final level has a lot of experience between them. <laughs> Three certainties, life, death, with life, death, taxes, and final level. Well, first off, that's four, but cool. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking guy. But there you go. See, I'm not a RPW wrestler, so I'm not qualified here to speak as stated at the beginning. See that shit? I say the thing, and he pity parties over it. 
you're allowing anybody to who wants to say have anything to say to come in and speak with us. Um, now, Kevin Palmer wants us to consider this. We'll see if Shogun and Marche are able to coexist. Mm-hmm. And it is true that uh, Marche has turned on Shogun once already. So are they going to be able to coexist when it comes to defeating the tag team champions, TDC? I don't think it will. I think the Coyotes are going to keep their titles. I don't... As I said, I, Marche, Shogun, both great dudes. Champions in other companies. Well known. I understand it. Great competitors in the ring. But I think Coyotes have more of a... a uh, a history with you know working together than the history that Marche and Shogun have, you know, against each other or whatever false. I don't know their history like Steve and all of them does. So I'm not sure like you know what to do about I you know about that. But I think when it comes to the damn coyotes, uh you know the ability for them to work together is gonna supersede the power and work ethic of, you know, the final level. Nubby, your thoughts? It, basically, we just got to just watch and see what happens. We we could talk all day, not Marche. All day? Um, about what happened in the past, what we can see in the future. But well, let's look to now. They are in a tag team title match, and there's they, they might have dissension but we don't know anymore we, we need to just sit and watch and see how the pressure of going for the tag titles will come to play and then don't forget tdc they they're i'm sure christian rose will be on their mind so that'll come into play but if if they're smart champions they cannot worry about christian rose they have to focus on the final level, otherwise they're going to be in trouble, and it'll be an easy payday. Final level, Rion. Whenever he gets back in here, he was trying to call in, uh, so uh, he'd call in and we could talk about his match. So we'll skip over that one and we could talk about whatever again. I, I want to try to leave this to you guys to run and everything, but I guess it's just not my nature. I guess that's the Steve in me. I don't know, but. <laughs> I told him to be on the lookout. I just shared it. So, um... I just sent Rian the link. Okay. Cool. Awesome, awesome. All right, let's uh, let's talk about the next match, though. Hey, no, give me... Oh, let's give a minute. We'll give a minute. Let's wait for more people to come in. Get them back in here and everything. Let me plug some things. Guys, if you noticed, uh, Giggles is in the uh, chat helping us moderate this, and I do appreciate it. He's out there helping us share uh, our links, our sponsor, you know, everything about uh, JFW. So, Giggles, I appreciate it. Even though you're doing it, I'm not going to respect you and call you by your real name. It's just who I am. Deal with it. Move on. Um, (laughs) I mean, it is what it is, right? Uh, But one of the biggest reasons we're able to do things like this and we're able to keep moving and everything is because of our amazing sponsor. And I just want to give a shout out to cartercomics.com. It's your one-stop shop for all your comic needs. So if you guys out there are fans of comics or comic books, whether they be graded or raw, whatever it is, <clears throat> if you're just a fan of hanging you know, comics up on the wall to admire or you like to thumb through them from time to time, 
either way, cartercomics.com, you know, will give you the opportunity to have those things. Graded comics, raw comics, whatever you're looking for, they got it. All you got to do is go to cartercomics.com, check out their amazing shop with all their comic uh, books in it. Thumb through it all, find what you like, throw it in the cart, on checkout, use the discount code FREAKNET, F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T. You'll save 10% on your entire purchase, not just at their website, but on their eBay accounts, and they do have four of them. You can use the discount code there as well, whether you be bidding or buying outright. The discount code will be working on eBay as well. If you happen to look through and you can't find one you're looking for, happy Labor Day, Gabagool. And you can't find one you're looking for, don't worry about it. Message them, contact them on their website. They have thousands upon thousands of titles that have yet to hit their store that they're still working on getting up there. Reach out to them, ask them if they have it. And if they do, they'll give you a deal on it. Just tell them Travesty sent you. Tell them this freaking show sent you. Just freaking wrestling sent you. Freaknet Studios. Say any of those things, and they'll hook you up with a good deal on their product. So, again, thank you to CarterComics.com for giving us the opportunity to do what we do uh, here and do what we love to do. So we couldn't have done it without you. So uh, uh, during, during that plug, I felt attacked, and I don't know why. Oh, because you don't know how to spell freak. That's why. <laughs> sh- that's why you should feel attacked because you've been on this show for a year and you still can't spell it. Uh, I've been on Earth for uh, 38 years. You think I know how to spell it anyway? You hear me say it on a daily basis. In fact, I've spelt that word every week for a year. I mean. I mean. Oh. Well, you know. I hope Bucky Collins kicks your ass. Well, here's the thing. I, even if even if Bucky Collins does kick his ass, Gabagool has a point. Uh, turtles can live up to 250 years, so technically Turtle is just a kid at this point. I act like a kid sometimes, so. Yeah, I'm not getting it. Tell you what, come on this freaking show next week and we'll have a conversation about Turtles and when they really do turn old. We'll do that. Because I'll tell you right now, when the oldest man in the world is 120 years old, at 60, he's still old. (laughs) Um, Travis is the man. I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. Uh, I see Rion did make it back into the live. Uh, Awesome. I love that everyone is back, and we're getting some new people in here as well, so I do appreciate that. Rian, if you are ready and you do want to call him, please feel free to do so now or let us know and we'll get you on and we can talk about your match because his match is, uh, has a lot of um, hist- well, I guess, yeah, a lot of history behind it. Um, until he's ready to come in, uh, why don't you guys kind of recap us on what happened uh, you know, before, the- before this upcoming Saturday? We shall. Yeah, either yeah, one of you. Someone, someone step up and say some shit. I, I don't we like sh- dead air. Don't do dead sh- air to me. We shall. That we shall. We I get shall. it. I, I got the pun the first time. <laughs> Instead of filling the dead air with your stupid ass pun, how about you recap what happened last, you know, the last show with Rihanna Maximus or what happened before that? I don't give a fuck about your pun at this point, Turtle. It was well, see. <laughs> well, well, let's move the fuck on and talk about this before Rion's ready to come in and we don't get to talk about the recap. This is what I hate about doing with my life is having to yell at you people for your idiotcy. 
And this is why people think I'm the bad guy. Like, oh, why is Travis yelling at him like a drunken father at dinner? I don't want to. (laughs) But when you guys are sitting there picking at each other while I'm trying to move forward, this is what we get. So um, Wrestling Fan 1 just said this show is kind of boring. Who gives and a fuck to- what they And think? Tony Gabagool is having flashbacks to our dad, Flash Harris, yelling at us at dinner. Here, here, here's what I can tell you about Wrestling Fan 1, and I'll be completely honest with you, brother. Fucking leave. If you don't like what you listen to, then leave. But stay and troll out like I know you're going to, which is fine. If me yelling at these two people is boring to you, you're not going to like anything we do. Gabagool is more of a wrestling fan too kind of guy. Oh, because two is better than one. So we had kicks on 66 that happened back in May. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot happened on that show. Aaron Stone became the new Rocket Pro Wrestling champion. Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Wrestling Fan 1 says we need to talk about the show that's coming up, which I think is a brilliant fucking idea. Why Where did we, was he an hour ago? Why, yeah. did we, why did we not think about talking about the upcoming show on this live stream? I don't know. What, what, what a concept. Holy crap. I, that, I, you know what? Thanks. Thanks, Wrestling Fan 1. This is, this is mind-boggling. My mind is blown. Here I am thinking, JFW presents Rocket Pro Wrestling Fall Brawl Audio Live, but we did not think about talking about Fall Brawl. Holy hell. Thank you, Wrestling Fan 1. Stop yelling at each other, making it all about you three. You're absolutely right. How dare you? How dare I make this show about me? That's me slapping my own wrist. Who is Wrestling Fan 1? I'll tell you who he is. He's somebody that is a troll on the internet. He will not say this to our faces. He's just uh, someone who probably lives in his mother's basement, watches uh, old uh, TV shows, and eating Cheetos all day. So, dude, just don't try and get yourself over right here. And by the way, Forget this guy. We got Rian skills on the line right now. Real, real quick, my favorite part is like, dude, he's like, you need to stop making the show about you and everything. And right after that, Giggles promotes the fucking social media about us. <laughs> right placement. Right placement. Holy hell. Awesome. Good job, Giggle Monster. Rian skills, thank you for calling in, man. Can you hear me? I can hear you 100%. If you can okay. speak a little bit louder, I appreciate it, but I can't hear you guys. Yeah, my apologies. I am out and about, and I listened to the first live stream, and you guys were dealing with a debacle over there. But as far as, like, as as far as wrestling fan one, maybe he's just a fan who loves wrestling a lot. Or he has a fan with wrestling involved in it, like an actual, like, ovulating fan, to where it just says wrestling, it spells out wrestling. Or maybe he's just a guy or a girl or either or neither that just enjoys doing trolling aspects of wrestling accordingly. I understand what he's trying to say, but I also know that in order for you to stop talking about yourselves, you kind of have to put yourself in a position to not talk about yourself. And when you have someone like Wrestling Fan 1 mentioning the idea of you talking about yourself, 
subconsciously you're going to do just that. You're going to do the thing that you're not supposed to do. So I get it, but I guess I will do my best accordingly because I am currently uh, waiting to be seated at breakfast. So you're going to breakfast without me? Yeah. I mean, I feel the, you can talk I feel, about that. I feel the abandonment. Uh, no, that's I mean, right. No, I don't want to make this about me again. No, see, I, it's I, just I, like, it's, we, it's, we can talk about it if you want. No, we no, can do that no, if you, you want to. Here's the problem, Ryan. Fan one, that's not no, a good idea. To here's, do. here's the problem, Ryan. This is this is who I am. I make things about me. It's not, it's just in my nature. But I don't want to do that because I do want to talk about your your. I guess in a sense, it's a rematch from the season finale uh, coming up here at Fall Brawl. That's what I want to talk about. Uh, so, Pac Man. Uh, Turtle, you guys take it away. Let's talk to Rion about his upcoming match with Maximus Orion. As a All right. side note, I'm going to try and do my best to help you guys out accordingly with other matches. Uh, simply because I, if Wrestling Fan Run is the only one that is going to be on here, then at the very least, let's make it as easy as possible for them to understand what's happening with Fall Brawl happening this, this weekend. Like, it's just, it's one of those things that you got to kind of just kind of drill in the idea. Uh, please go ahead with your questions or statements or, I guess, cheap shots, however you want to handle <laughs> Cheap shots? Who does that? Who does cheap I shots? I do. I do. Well, keep in mind, I heard the first live stream. So however you want to play it, I'm okay with it. Isn't that how I do with Travis? Let me tell you something, sir. Let me handle mm-hmm. it a little bit. All right. Be, be, be honest with me. Be, be, Isn't that how I do the thing? Be honest with me, Rian. How was my impersonation of you? It was kind of good, right? Oh, it was very good. But I also right. know that's a character that I have to play to make it as simple as possible for people like yourself. So I think it was oh, 100%. <laughs> I need, I need simplicity, brother. I need 100% simplicity. Oh, you you know. Oh, not, not in, I mean, considering what I saw in the live stream where they forgot how to talk about the show. God damn it. That's right. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. Let's, let's let's go ahead. What you got? What you got? Real real quick, uh wrestling fan once says he can't hear you. Uh if is there a possibility you can speak up just a little bit or are you just kind of in an area where you can't really do that? Oh no, I'm gonna try my best. I'm gonna actually take myself off this speaker and hopefully we can go from there. So give me one second. Gotcha. I wanna make sure that wrestling fan one hears me. I don't want any confusion of anything. Mm-hmm. Well, see, and that, and that's the biggest thing too is like the the confusion. Uh, to me, you sound great. I, I, it's it's the listeners. That I'm not sure how they're feeling about. To me, you, I could hear you. I can hear um, you too. But I'm glad you mentioned the confusion and everything because I think this whole issue with you and Maximus all began because of mass confusion from everybody on what actually happened, and you were able to come on JFW. And clarify it for us, and you're able to clarify it uh, a couple of times over on the Power Hour. Uh, but the, the word confusion does kind of like you know resonate with the issues you have with Maximus Orion. Maybe not so much now. I think it's kind of clear to everyone what has happened, why it's happening. But at the very beginning, obviously, I think there was a lot of confusion. I think people thought jealousy or whatever it was, and that just wasn't the case. Um, but anyways, uh, Pac-Man Turtle, uh, you guys go ahead. Uh, let's talk to Rion about his match and everything. Oh, you mean so, run through the card? I just want you to talk about the match. Okay. Run, Don't make this about Do not make this about us. Um, I'm sorry. My bad. It's yes. what I do. It's what all we right, all Pac-Man. do. Pac-Man, Pac-Man uh, take it away. All right. So, Rian, you will be defending the Inner County Championship 
against Maximus O'Ryan. This will be a rematch from your match with him, uh, Kicks on 66, where you had defeated him for that title in a last man standing match. Now, I recall before that match, you had said that, you know, attacking Maximus after Rian Skill's appreciation night at Cupid's Carnage, you were trying to show Maximus something. Everything that you were doing had a purpose and that you were trying to show Maximus Orion something. So, can you fill us in a little bit on, now that you have the Intercounty Championship, what are you trying to show Maximus Orion through your actions? All right, that is an awesome recap question. Hopefully you can hear me accordingly. Can you hear me? Sure can. Indeed. All right, wonderful. Uh, I am very, very big on trying to keep up with legacy. But I also am very big on trying to keep out, keep out idiocracy. Um, I personally uh, felt that, especially with him fighting so hard to get the inter-county championship, the fact that, one, he was not trying to defend it and decided to throw me a party is a little bit ridiculous. Because what have I actually done at that particular time in Rocket Pro to have an appreciation day? For anyone that, that knows my history at Rocket Pro, and just Rocket Pro, that's not including any other company that I've wrestled in where I've been successful in, what have I actually done at Rocket Pro up until that point? I think that's a fair question to ask. I'll wait if you have an answer. If not, I could tell you what the answer is. So what is the answer, Rian? Answer is nothing. And by nothing, I mean from a wrestling standpoint, I've done everything as far as like for fans to do, to, to make people comfortable, to, for people to have fun. I've been involved a lot of pioneering contests and, and musical chairs and dressing up as, as Cupid and, and doing a bunch of these things for the company to make it better to get eyes on said sport. Meanwhile, newer people are coming in after seeing said scenario and automatically getting title shots like a turtle or a Steve Arendt or, or guys that necessarily weren't there in the beginning because I've been there from the beginning. And the only person that is the only person that I saw that has a direct hand as far as in ring and out is Maximus Orion. And I was very clear as far as the direction of how things were going to go. If you continue down this path, things are going to be bad. It's going to get worse before it gets better. The issue that I have, and this is just a flat out 100%, I wanted Maximus to understand what's happening around him because I was there at the beginning when he didn't know what was going on. I don't want him to have his company taken away from him. And if you're doing too many things, like trying to wrestle and run the company and try to defend championships, but not really. Something has to be taken away from you. And I just looked at it as pay attention. He made it about the championship. He made it seem like that's something I wanted to do because he also knows my history in that company as far as not being successful nearly as much as, say, a Turtle or a Steve Aaron. And the reason why I bring those two particular people up is because, one, Turtle has been able to put himself in a position where he's able to take the Rocket Pro Chicagoland Championship and elevate it to a level that no one expected him to do. And two, having someone like a Steve Aaron 
who was just a commentator for Riot, bro, to be able to then turn around and main event the biggest show of the season. Those are two things I can say that I've never been able to have a chance to do, let alone succeed in. And for me, being in the wrestling business as long as I have, that may be a little bit of an issue. Not saying that it's wrong, but for my own ego and pride moving forward, that is a scenario that not just myself, but other veterans like myself may see as a slap in the face. And before all of these hands start to come up aboard and start punching the establishment, I figured maybe you should see what you're doing first before you actually like continue down this path. And that's all I was trying to do with Max and Ryan. Make it as easy as possible for them to understand. If you can't handle me, you will not be able to handle the onslaught that's coming because I've talked with the locker room and there's an onslaught coming and he needs to see it. He needs to understand it. He needs to understand that there's way worse people out there than myself. Is that a good enough explanation as far as past and present or should I continue? No, I, I think I think that clarifies a lot. Uh, one question I do have this upcoming Saturday is this match personal or is it about the title this time? Neither, actually, because I didn't make it. But I, for you, I, so, I so, so you said Maximus said that it was about it was he thought it was about the title last month. I'm asking what you think this is about this month. I think it's a matter of. As I said before, ego and pride. Because I feel like in his scenario, he has everything to lose. If I lose the championship, they're only going to look at me as old man Rion and I should have lost. I shouldn't have had it as long as I've had it, which I'm fine with. But for him to be borderline the face of Rocket Pro, for him to be the, the, the arm of justice, even though he doesn't want to acknowledge himself as that, he is still the one that is tied to not only Record Pro as a company, but the, the family that runs said company as well. So he has a lot that he has to do because if if old man Rian is the one that's going down here and hand, handing him ill, so to speak, the, the locker room will see this as maybe I can do the same thing. And... I want him to beat me because that's all he's talked about. Yeah. I'm going to beat you and I'm going to beat you bad. You can look at those promos I said, and he's saying how he's going to beat me bad. And I know I could take an ass whooping. That's never been the issue. Uh-huh. It's a matter of when, when it counts. Can he say yeah. that? Can he actually uh, say that that's a thing that he's been able to do consistently? Yeah. You want to swallow Record there. I've been very good about keeping it in order. Please continue. My apologies. No, you're fine. I want to ask you a question, though, and this is literally, this is honest to God, for everyone out there, this is a question I I just, I'm curious about. It's not me in any way trying to, you know, poke the bear in any kind of way. Legit question. Um, From the Lovely Intoxicated podcast, uh, it was about a few weeks ago now, I think, they had a debate between Maximus and uh, J.R. Lindsay. Is that what he's going by now? J.R. Lindsay, yep, correct, yep. Um, and I found out in that podcast that actually that Maximus Orion does not wrestle anywhere but Rocket Pro Wrestling, which I guess makes, which I guess makes sense because that's his company. I understand that. Um, is that a factor 
in his wrestling mat in his wrestling match against you and what could possibly be coming up here on Saturday is that in a sense he's almost kind of like in this bubble that kind of keeps him safe because he's not dealing with other locker rooms he's not dealing with you know wrestlers that are booked for him not that are booked by him and I'm just kind of curious on how that kind of plays in a factor again this this isn't me trying to throw shade on anything it's an honest to god question on how the mindset of he is he is wrestling who he, he knows who he's wrestling, he knows what's happening, and it's not being booked for by somebody else for him. Well, let me let me ask you this, and this is just uh I, I hope this doesn't like come off as bad. But mm-hmm. have you listened to the power hour at all? I do, yeah. Okay. I've actually mentioned this when I first did the attack. Okay. Um, I don't have as a great memory, so if it, so, if this was like months ago, oh, no, no, memories, it's fine, yeah. it's fine. Gotcha. Okay, one hundred percent. But I just, I just want to make sure that that's out there. Like I've already mentioned this, and as far okay. as J.R. Lindsay was doing, he ultimately was just repeating things that I already said. Mm-hmm. But the only difference is he's looking at it from from the the current generation's viewpoint, because um, he's okay. been able to go out into the world and do everything that he's been wanting to do because it's just been him it's just he's been out in the wrestling industry so to speak um Mm -hmm. for me i'm okay with you with you creating your own world your own bubble how you want to do it but i also look at it as say i look at it as like a game like minecraft or rpg or something that you can kind of control as long as you know the algorithm yeah um my thing is how does it look if you're the one that creates your own game, so to speak, uh-huh. and the game beats you, you yeah. should already know how to work things accordingly because of the way that things are structured, because you structured it. How does it look if you have one of your NPCs show up or your non playable characters, anyone that's listening that doesn't know what that means? How does it look when one of one of these non playable characters is not supposed to be and things starts winning and you can't control it. How do you handle that? It's, that What's a question, yeah. Like, how do you handle the idea of this world that you created for your own dominance starts folding in on itself and starts to dominate you? Not that that's happened, but let's just say it did. How are you going to prepare that? Are you going to blow it up? Are you going to continue to fight this never-ending battle? Are you going to like? How do you want to handle that? And this is this is probably the easiest way that I can explain Maximus' situation now. I was trying to worry about me and this title because I already won. Mm-hmm. I am I am the definition of playing with house money at this point because all I have to do is wait. I'm not making any matches. Any anything that happened with, like, say, IPW where Rock Pro was being represented, I was there with with Ertle, defending championships, working with championship showcases. But I was there. I didn't see the Shellys. I didn't see Maximus. But I saw Damian Saint. So I have to look at it from standpoint of who's actually running the game, so to speak. Yeah. When you put that in perspective. For me, I just have to wait. Hopefully he sees it. That's my thing right now, is that hopefully Maximus Orion sees everything before it becomes too late. Because I don't want him to lose his company. 
And that is a very, very strong possibility based off of this. Gotcha. Turtle, you've been very vocal on the actions of Rion throughout his whole issues with Maximus. Uh, you got anything to add here? So <clears throat> I'm starting to, like, see it a little bit, like what Rion is saying as I listen more and more. Do I agree how he started it? No, I'll never agree to that. But that's is just this me. before or after the championship? Okay, since everyone likes to bring that up. I would start, like, I saw some things before that, before the championship showcase. Okay. But it it's just listening now, and actually, Travis brought up a good question. I'm thinking about The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. You've seen it, obviously, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So, what are going to talk about? We're going to talk about the governor. We're going to talk about Egan. We're talking about Alpha. Well, we, <laughs> well uh, the scenario I'm thinking about is the beginning of Alexandria. Okay. Rick joins, you know, joins in, whatnot, and he's trying to warn them what's out there. Mm-hmm. So the bubble you talk about is the exact wall of Alexandria. None of them have walked out that wall or out the door whatever you're essentially rick at this point trying okay. to warn maximus of what's coming or what could come and allow me to bring this in perspective if if i am rick am i the the, the rick grimes that had to take out his best friend shane for the betterment of the team Am I one that had to consistently just wake up to a never-ending nightmare? Am I the one that had to deal with the governor that was pretty much a good person, but because of my own ego and pride, I had to like take him out for the betterment of things? Because let's be honest, Rick wasn't always good. Right. He wasn't always right in the decisions he made, but he also was able to present himself to where you saw his point of view. Because it's a very strong case that Maybe, just maybe, that Rick Grimes and his crew walking in Alexandra were the bad guys because they were fine before he showed up. So that's why I'm asking, how do you want to, how, how exactly do you want to handle it? Because if we're going down that path, I am 100% the bad guy, but I will never take away my actions accordingly. I feel like the best scenario is Rick going into Alexandria. Because, yeah, they were fine. They were fine in their own bubble, but even bubbles get popped over time. Now, And I think you were trying to warn Maximus that his bubble could be popped. Hold on one second. Oh, no, 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 you're fine. I'm I'm currently doing a a podcast. I didn't want to interrupt you guys as well. Ask them. Ask them if they listen to the show. (laughs) Hello, hello. Ask him if they listen to the GFW podcast, Rian. I'm sorry? Ask him if they listen to the show. I am not going to ask this. this (laughs) Talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) To to talk about the GFW podcast or know about it to then go fuck yourself. I want to tell you understand where I am at. I am currently in Indiana. And I am also the only black person on the street here. 
in Indiana, and I don't want to put myself in a position to then tell someone to go fuck themselves because you need to make it about yourself. So I am not going <laughs> to do that for you. Take your scenario, especially with Wrestling Fan 1 telling you to stop making it about yourself. I mean, Wrestling Fan 1's been trying to call in for like the last 20 minutes and stuff, and I'm tempted. Put him on. Because what oh, I, I want to do, what I'm going to do is I'm going to come back because my food is ready. So I'm going to come back a little bit later. Give me about an hour. Maybe soon. Well, possibly sooner than that. But give me give me 30 minutes and I will come back. Let Wrestling Fan 1 get on here. Yeah, we enjoy your food and everything. Uh, before I let you go, quick question. But you should talk about the rest of the show at the same time. Oh, 100%. Real quick before I let you go, though. Um, at the last IPW show, you and Turtle went for the tag titles and lost. Uh, you punched Turtle. Is that uh, on purpose? No. Uh, everyone was the same height. Uh, the only thing was I was trying to hit Diesel uh, Uh He was way faster than I expected him to be. And I, Turtle. And I also made sure Turtle knew just me so we move forward and the and he did. Gotcha. And we, we, See, Turtle? I move forward. I move forward. forward. <laughs> All right, Rian, you enjoy your lunch, man. Thanks for calling in, and uh, we'll touch base. Hi, man. Bye. All right, you guys want to talk to Wrestling Fan 1? Sure. Sure. Uh, why, why can't, what kind of debacle are we going to get into? Sure. Yeah. It's okay, because best case scenario, I can always just disconnect them. That's the power I got. It'll be uh, like C-SPAN, but JFW span. <laughs> but that's why. But, but that's what I love about these live streams because we do. You know, we talk to wrestlers, we talk to fans, we talk to people who are involved in the company. Like we, like we talk to everyone involved in the wrestling business. So why not? Uh, okay, so wrestling fan once connected. Uh, what's up, man, lady, person? Yeah, okay. Talk. Yeah, I don't laugh, li- pal. Yeah, I don't like dead air. So if you're gonna be on, then talk. Yeah. Test one two. Test one two. Ring it. What the hell is this? Is this like is this a you thing, Pac Man? Because this no, like this this I had nothing to do with this one. This feels like a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Yeah, nah, you can go. You know, this guy can go fuck himself. It's okay because he uh, he ended it. So I mean, I don't. I don't know what the hell that was. That whatever. Well, okay. Just hey, you know what? Somehow. Oh. Somehow that had to do with the upcoming uh, uh, Rocket Pro show. So it's okay. That's more fun. Speaking uh, of Rocket Pro, here's the voice of Rocket Pro right now. Yeah, hold on a second. Wrestling Fan 1, why would you try to call back in when you just ended the call? Sweet. Enough, okay? You're not you're not being called back on. You tried, and all you did is moan and then hang up, so I'm not doing it. Steve, thanks for calling in, man. Hey, how are you guys this morning? Great show. First-time caller, long-time listener. Uh-huh. God, I... Dude, I, it sounds sarcastic, but I know you mean it. Hello, main event. I do, Steve. I do mean it. I, listen, the only reason I called in 
is because uh, Travis reestablished the chain of who could participate on this show with his last statement, which is all I've been waiting for. Wait, dude, the, the rules have never changed here, man. I was just waiting. It's like a vampire being invited into a house. You got to be invited in before you can come in. So I was just waiting for my turn. This is the problem. The, the, you are the problem, Steve. I am the problem. You, you it's absolutely true. Just like Taylor Swift. Hey, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Steve, how excited are you for the upcoming season premiere of Rocket Pro, man? Well, if I was excited before, I'm super excited now because of all the hype you've been giving uh, Fall Brawl in the last almost two hours of time, whether it be one live stream package or two. Uh, boy, are we going to have some fun next Saturday in Joliet at St. Joe's Park, aren't we? Yeah. Hell this, yeah. This Saturday, bro. That's what I said. Well, this Saturday. You said, you said this next. You said next well, next, this September 9th, whenever you want to call it. There we go. Uh, there we go. I really only called in for one reason. Uh, I've been monitoring very closely wrestling fan one. And, you know, whenever somebody gets disenchanted with either the JFW product or the Power Hour product, you know, we want the people that listen and support us to feel like they have our undivided attention. And, and he asked about Mickey Mouse. And since I have children that have grown up with Mickey Mouse, I wanted to provide talk about Mickey Mouse and Funhouse. I want to talk about Toodles. I want to talk about Magic. And I want to talk about Minnie's Steve, dump truck ass. Steve, 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 quick question. Before you continue, before you continue talking about whatever the hell that was, is Mickey Mouse going to be at Fall Brawl this Saturday? I mean, everybody's going to be at Fall Brawl this Saturday. Why not a giant rodent that makes money? Well, because I just want to be clear, because his biggest hissy fit was the fact that we weren't talking about the upcoming Fall Brawl. And if he's bringing up Mickey Mouse, then maybe he knows something that Pac-Man, Turtle, you or I even know about Mickey Mouse being there or not being there. Because if this whole thing is supposed to be about the upcoming show, because if it's not about the upcoming Fall Brawl, then the show is apparently boring. His work. Well, here's the, here's the thing about that. Everybody in this room is directly tied in to Fall Brawl, whether it be the fan access, whether it be the, uh, you know, uh, the Nova Awards, whether it be the show itself. So anything we're talking about is essentially about Fall Brawl in some nuance. Now, I don't know what a shit cricket is. So I can't speak to Rhode Island Red or whoever is in there now. Uh, but, you know, we got if you want shit crickets, we got shit crickets, too. I'm going to tell you right now, unless you know what a shit cricket is, don't recommend us having shit crickets. Well, I don't even know what it is. I just assume I, that since they're looking for it, we have it. Fucking hate, <laughs> well, uh, I can tell you right now, shit cricket is a sex move. So, um well, I, well, there you go. I don't know. I don't know if that'll happen between two and four at St. Joe's Park, but probably not. No. If you are offering that up, hey, more power to you. Oh, and be hey, there. Are, by the way, Rocket Pro Wrestling executives and everyone out there listening, this is your commentator bringing this stuff up, not me. I'm just, I'm just commenting on the fans because that's why we do this. It's all about the fans. Well, let me, let me do, let me ask you about Fall Brawl because that's what's coming up. 
Yes. Now we already know, and I, you, you, I believe you mentioned it last week on your show that the Power Hour will be doing another live from Fan Access. Yes. So we know you're going to be there for that. Uh, and we yes. know as of right now, you are commentating Rocket Pro Wrestling uh, Fall Brawl. That's, you know, that's, I, I don't know if I do know. I don't know if I do know that, Travis. I mean, I think I've, I'll be doing some of the commentary, but you know, in my absence, uh, a, a bevy of new great commentators were born. Yourself, C Red. I mean, maybe we have a commentating menagerie. Not a lot of companies have that. So, yeah. how much commentary will I be doing? I don't know. Well, I wasn't invited back, so I know I'm not going to be there. Uh, maybe not to your face, for sir, but you'll always be invited back. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I will if I buy a ticket and sit in the fans, you know, with the LIM, maybe. Oh, um, yeah. We'll take you, Travis. But I know, God, I can't remember how long it was. I think it was a couple months ago you had um, you had Nuke on the Power Hour. I did. And, and there, were, there were a few matches that were announced, probably more than a few matches announced on that show. Um, Pac-Man, uh, or not Pac-Man, I'm sorry, but the LIM did their predictions for uh, Fall Brawl. But I didn't see your name on it. I didn't see a matchbook for you. Did I miss that? Uh, well, as was pointed you know, it, it gets pointed out at least 10 times in a given uh, situation. I'm not a wrestler, so there's no reason for me to be in a match. My only tie-in is if, if I am doing commentary – when and if the fabulous idols make their presence felt, well, that might be something that has to be dealt with. But I really don't. I'm coming. I'm coming to do fan access. That's all I know. I'm doing, and then after that, it could be anything. I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, according. And I just to, want you to know uh, this, Travis. Turtle, 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 turtle. Hold up, turtle. I just want Wait, you guys to know that Rhode Island Red likes the show because of the shit cricket. Oh, Kevin Palmer just said he's on. He will be on commentary, and he is the voice of Rocket Pro Wrestling. So, okay, well, I still have a job. Good for me. Well, yeah, okay. He is. What's that thing? Voice, heart, and soul. Is that is that VHS? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, follow question then, and then Turtle, you can say what you want. Will you be at commentary? Since it's been confirmed by Kevin, you'll be at commentary. Will you be sitting there with uh, your? uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. Kevin is I've Kevin. Got, Kevin's the guy that. Makes, My bad. I forgot that part. Kevin makes the rules. Uh, so if Kevin says I'm on commentary, then that's where I'll be. Will you be sitting there with your uh, Joy Roth title? <laughs> I have got the most spectacular plans for that title this Saturday. It's going to be amazing. That I believe. Uh, Turtle, you're going to say something before uh, Steve interrupted you. I should be used to that by now. Uh, well, no, you guys said it. You, you, you said it already. I was trying to say what Kevin Palmer was saying. Oh, okay. You're trying to butter up Steve. I was just I was just up stating facts is all. Gotcha. I mean, dude, doing commentary at uh, Rocket Pro is a lot of fun. And when I was able to do it with the uh, – the professor, uh, I think is that what he goes by, Professor Blackburn. There we go. Thank you. I couldn't think of the last name. Uh, the professor, and then I, I had a chance to do it with C Red and Christian Rose. Uh, Turtle was there at one point. Who's getting arrested right now? Not me. Travis, are you reading the live stream right now? Because Rhode Island Red 
defined shit crickets, yeah. and it's not the sexual innuendo that you let it out to be. Okay, well, yeah, if you want to make up your own definition for what it is, feel free to do so. That's fine. Shit cricket means people who talk that we can't stand, shit comes out of their mouths and makes fans quiet as crickets. You mean like Joey Roth. So Joey Treated. Roth is a shit cricket. You know, it's funny you bring up Joey Roth because Rocket Pro released a video with Johnny Nye seemingly burning his fabulous idols shirt. Uh, lots of stuff have happened with the idols. They've lost all their titles. They've lost control of Rocket Pro Wrestling. Steve, you were a part, uh, a huge part of the downfall of the idols. Do you think they're going to try to mount a comeback, or do you think there's no chance in hell? Let's talk about that moment in time where Joey Roth clocked, or I'm sorry, uh, Johnny and I clocked Joey with the belt, which led to us getting the victory. You know, the Idols had a bad night. They lost their title belts. But when it came to that match between Shelly and I, Roxy and Joey, it went back and forth. And in the moment in time that Johnny Nye came out, if Johnny Nye came out and did Idol business, we likely would have lost that match. So why Joey is not so uh, – got his sights set on us again – is probably because if you watch that match start to finish, they essentially had us using their idle ways. When Joey or when Johnny and I turned the tables and clocked Joey, that led to Shelly getting Hell's Gate on Roxy, and that got us the win. So it really was decided in the last few moments when Nye made a choice. Now, the idols are not to be trusted, even amongst each other. Why that was done, how that was done, who it was done to or for, that remains scenery for the fans and the people there. I still think that the idols have something deeper and darker going on. We, we chased them out, I guess you could say hooray for us, but I don't like how the shoe is dropping next, and I don't know what to make of Johnny Nye. I'm glad he did what he did because we got our hands raised in victory. But what does it all mean? And is there a bigger game afoot here than even we all realize? When you think of the idols, when you think like an idol, it's a different kind of cat, man. And, uh, you know, I smell trouble coming if they're let back in. It, it's definitely going to be interesting at Fall Brawl to see what happens with them. And when we see a lot of things played out over at um, – IPW between uh, Nye and uh, Damien. I guess both of them were there. Saint and uh, Gray. Uh, and even, uh, God, I'll say it, uh, Pac-Man's dad. Clash. I love my dad. <laughs> we, we see, we, we, we've kind of, like, even though Rocket Pro has took a break, the issues with the idols have kept playing on throughout the summer. A uh, large part thanks to uh, IPW for having them there. Um, yeah, but Steve, you, you were one of the focal points of the downfall of the idols, which, I mean, if you listen to any commentary from Rocket Pro Wrestling over the course of the last season, like that was kind of your, you know, your, uh, well, I don't want to say hope and dream, but, uh, your, uh, what the hell are the words I'm looking for? You, uh, God, what the hell am I, almost profit. I'm like, I'm thinking of a word like profit, but, um, somebody help me with this fucking word. 
you foresaw uh, it or something like that. Like I'm trying to. That's what I'm trying to think of. Uh, like you know, the watcher. I'll call it an accidental prognostication. I certainly yeah. didn't mean for it to go down that way, but in the end, uh, the main event at Kicks on Sixty Six, I was uh, chosen to put the medal of the company on my back and on Shelly's back mm -hmm. uh, for the good of the company, for the good of the locker room, the good of the fans. And thanks to the help of the final level and Duke, or not Duke, Nuke. Duke. <laughs> I got my ends where my D's are supposed to be. Yeah. We're going to call him Duke Nuke. The Duke and Nuke. Orion. And Orion. And, of course, there. Maximus Orion. Uh, you know, we had, uh, and, of course, you know, Johnny Nye in the end. So, you know, it was great to be the representative to try to win back rocket pro. And ultimately I guess we did, but where do we go from here? I mean, is it out of the frying pan into the fire? We go from idols to undeniable. Uh, and have you noticed, uh, auspiciously absent this morning from the proceedings, knowing full well, this was happy and happening is general manager, Damien Saint. He had plenty of time last Sunday to, uh, run a whole card and host a show but doesn't have time in his schedule to oversee his own live stream podcast for his, what should be 10th sold out show in a row. Yeah, it's weird how that works, doesn't it? What is the, what in the undeniable is he doing? I don't know. Uh, you know, it, it's, it is what it is. I'm happy for the people who showed up here. Plus wrestling fan one. Uh, so, Hey, you know, there, we still got time. We got about, we got about another hour of the live stream. So, I mean, if he wants to show up, he can show up. Um, actually, I'm not sure what we're doing. Are we going to – are we just ending at noon? What do you guys want to do? Oh, we can get through the card and see what we do. I mean, yeah, we still got to talk about that big main event that's coming up. And Rhode Island Red is asking some questions. He's redefining shit cricket, and it's just like the meaning of shit biscuit. People who can't stop talking just because we want to beat the piss out. They talk so much, we make them shit out biscuits. Uh, which one, and they wants to know which one would you consider as someone in the company that is considered a tiny turd? Well, Damien Saint is definitely a tiny turd. Oh, no, see, don't go doing that. You're going to find yourself out of the main event package there, Turtle. Be careful. You gotta. You might not have to like him, but you got to respect him or you're going to lose that strap. How can you respect a general manager who can't promote the live stream of a company he runs? Well, you got to give him a chance to speak for maybe Maybe he had to work. Maybe he had a family. I mean, there, there are plenty of things that could keep him occupied, but I'd like to think he's not having his uh, Dutch babies with Rion. Yeah, I mean, in in, in Damien's uh, defense, we did only you know promote this two weeks ago, so a little short uh, short notice. That's two weeks of promoting. But in order to get a opportunity of this magnitude for Rocket Pro Wrestling to to put their pre season premiere live stream on the back of the JFW engine you would have to get the authorization of the general manager. So he had to know even for two weeks. And you can't call in and say, hey, guys, thanks for what you're doing for our company. We're not paying you to promote this. We're doing it because we love it, we support it, and we want it to do well. You can't even get a thank you from the bearded undeniable one. I love how you think I asked. <laughs> oh, I, I just assume 
I just assumed you followed the, the chain of commands. I mean, why do you, why do you I, think I would ask? Why, why would you think I would ask to do anything, bro? Come on now. It's like you um, said, I'm unapologetically honest. I'm going to do shit. You are. You are. But even in the in your most vain moments, mm-hmm. even in your most pompous situations, you are still someone who understands wrestling better than just about anybody. And you understand that in order to do something, there is a chain. Mm-hmm. And Travis, despite your, your posturing and all of your talk, you are one that understands the hierarchy and you would not break the chain. See, I'm going to be honest with you, man. And this is it. So what I do with JFW, what I say with JFW, that's my decision. It, I can sit here and I talk about whatever I want. It, it's, it was my choice along with Pac-Man Turtle to make this a sole Rocket Pro Wrestling live stream. I don't need the permission of Rocket Pro Wrestling to do that because this is my show. I'm not, you know, it, it's, it, I get to decide what happens here. Just like when we talk about the weekly shows and we talk about match cards for all these other companies and we do the results of those shows. It's all my decision. I get to do this stuff. Rocket Pro isn't helping with this. They're not, they didn't put this together. They, you know, I mean, they did nothing. This is all JFW. So, yes, I could have said, hey, just so you guys know, this is what I'm going to do. And that's what I did. But I didn't ask him if I could do it. I just did it. Because I Okay. Did. Well, you are a visionary. Yeah. I, many, I apologize. Times, how many times did I ask you to talk about the power hour on JFW? Never. I just do it. You do. That's true. Yeah. I mean, did I ask your permission to play your entire show on my show in the entirety? No, I just did it, bro. <laughs> That's true. Still one of my favorite episodes of all time. It's a th- it's, it is a part. It is a three parter. It's a long. It's a long show. But Steve, I do appreciate you coming on talking with us, man. Um, uh, I'd appreciate you sticking around and listening to the rest of you if you're willing to be around here. All right. So basically, you are very nicely kicking me off. Oh, 100%. I don't need you on for this entire thing. This isn't the power hour. Got it. Have a good day, guys. <laughs> Steve, I do appreciate you calling in, though, man. I do, I hope you know that. I hope you do know that. I do appreciate you calling in. Or just, yeah, send silence like Wrestling Fan 1. Whatever. <laughs> Fucking A. Oh, Steve. Okay, guys, uh, let's get back on track and talk about the match card. And I'm, not, I'm, not match. Hanging, I'm not hanging up on Steve because I don't like him. I'm just hanging up on Steve because Steve will do what I do and take over the show. And I want to give you guys the opportunity to talk about this shit. So I do love Steve. I don't care what anyone else says. I, I enjoy talking to him, but I don't want this, this live stream to be a Steve and Travis thing. I want this to be more of a Pac-Man turtle thing. So, okay, you guys can go. All right. So we have next the rocket to the top briefcase qualifier, which will feature Gunner Brave, Christian Rose, and the debuting Hartenbauer. Now, Hartenbauer has been around the Chicagoland wrestling scene. Um, I've been told by Smiley McGee, Gila Monster, who has seen him wrestle, that he is a tough, tough competitor. If you guys have seen Hartenbauer, what should Rocket Pro Wrestling fans be ready for with him? I have not had the privilege of seeing him. I've only heard about him through our discussions of Dreamwave. So, oh wait, no, is that is that is that Dreamwave from Nubby? Yeah, it's yeah, he's in Dreamwave. Yeah, so I haven't had a chance to see him in person. If anyone has, is Nubby probably has the best chance of seeing him. Yeah, I've, I've watched um, the live 
sometimes, you know, to catch up on shit. And I, I've seen him, uh, I think he was at the show that I was at, so yeah. Um, I believe the fans can expect him to uh, win the whole thing. I just see that. Like, he's going to win and go go into the ladder match. And he could be the champion. And when that happens, he could be champion for a long time. That is how good and tough he is. I've heard he is an incredibly dominant competitor. But the other two men that he's sharing the ring with are also very much dominant. Gunner Brave. He was the Outer Limits champion for over 500 days. Lost the title at Kicks on 66 against Connor Hopkins. And then you have Christian Rose, the former Rocket Pro Wrestling champion, who had a dominant run himself. Now, the thing that I think comes into play as I'm thinking about this match is how each man, each between Gunner, Brave, and Christian Rose, how are they going to come into this with the aftermath of Kicks on 66 in mind? I mean, Gunner lost his title, Christian Rose may be on the verge of losing his counterparts in those damn Coyotes. Now, where do you guys see uh, Gunner and Christian Rose with their kicks on 66 results coming into play with this match? If kicks on 66 is on both of their minds, they are not going to win this match, plain and simple. They're going to be so focused on other things that – Again, like I mentioned earlier in other matches, one little slip-up, that's it. They're not going to win, and they need to put their focus on fall brawl and not worry about what happened in the past. Travis, what says you? This this is your guys' time. See, he wants to be included, but then he doesn't want to be included. I want right, to be, I want to be right. included when I feel you guys aren't being descriptive enough. And I think you guys covered that pretty well. I don't think you need me for that part. But I do All appreciate right. you. I do appreciate sending me. Your thing, man, I talked way more than I was expecting to on this live stream. Like I said, like this, this is your guys' time. Not only is it preparing you for next week when I'm not here, but it gives you know the Rocket Pro fans Rocket Pro people. It's a win-win. That is fair. I would say that's fair. Nubby, I mean, what about you? That's pretty fair. Pretty fair. <laughs> pretty fair. Just, All right. Now, now you just have the mindset of throwing it to people. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Travis, what do you think of that? <laughs> yeah, I agree with myself. <laughs> <laughs> Nubby, do you agree with Travis? Agree with the, anyway. Um, I, I agree with the agreement that has been agreed upon. I also agree. So, and also, uh, Missy Sweeters, uh, hello, Missy, uh, says she thinks that Gunner is going to win. Rose is going to be too distracted by his fight with Bucky Collins to be able to succeed in this match. I actually would have to agree with that. Um, I mean, Gunner lost his title. And, you know, over the summer on the Lovely Intoxicated podcast, we did have him on, and it was shortly after that match was announced on the Power Hour. And he seemed like he was ready to go. He had a new game plan and a new focus. Uh, so it seems like Gunner, you know, is on to the next thing, where Christian Rose is 
you know, maybe having might have a bit of a more difficult time with that because of what happened in that match with Bucky Collins, him losing control and showing that side of himself that uh, Rocket Pro Wrestling fans haven't seen, you know, at least in a while. But just don't forget about Hartenbauer. And that's the thing. We can't count him out either because of his dominance in other places. He's someone that, again, we've all said has shown dominance, you know, very, very strong competitor. I have, I will say I have seen a few of his matches in Dreamwave. Uh, he definitely is a powerhouse. Um, and you have a smaller guy like Gunnar Brave um, where, you know, that might go into play for him. Um, Kevin Palmer says Hartenbauer all the way. New guy has nothing to lose and can take advantage of Christian Rose and Gunner's worried about worried about their current problems. Exactly. So one hundred percent. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I haven't had a chance to see Hartenbauer, so I don't know what he is. I don't I don't know exactly what he's going to bring to the match, but I heard what could be brought. Uh, either any one of these guys have the ability to come out on top. Uh, but I do agree with what uh, Kevin said. Hartenbauer probably has more of a clear headspace walking into this where I don't know if Christian Rose has dealt with what happened at the last show. And, I mean, by all accounts, it looks like Gunnar Brave is kind of okay with his title loss, but I'm sure a rematch is also on his mind too. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be uh, one hell of a match coming up here, just like all of them are coming up on this Saturday, September 9th. Hartenbauer is chiseled steel per main event, Steve Aaron. But you talked about a rematch, and we're going to talk about uh, the next match of Shaq Jordan and the new Outer Limits champion, Connor Hopkins, who just defeated uh, Gunnar Brave for the Outer Limits championship at the last show in May. Now, Shaq and Connor are two incredible athletes with a lot to prove. Uh Hopkins is going to try to continue what I mean. I would probably go as far as to argue that in Rocket Pro, the Outer Limits Championship has become their version of the Intercontinental Championship in the WWE because that is what I would consider to be the Workhorse Championship. Not to be confused with those Workhorses. For the, the Jerk Horses. Jerk horses. The, not to be confused with the Jerk Horses, the Workhorse Championship belt. <laughs> but they are not Rocket Pro, thank God, so we don't have to thank talk about them. God. I have just wiped sweat off my brow on that fact. Now, Connor is going to have to prove that he can maintain that prestige of that workhorse title. And Shaq Jordan, who has come into Rocket Pro and has made, I would say, I would say he's made an incredible impact on people. You know, Steve in the, in the chat says that Shaq is a generational treasure. And Missy says that Shaq is phenomenal and one of her personal favorites of all time. So, this is going to be a match where both of these men are going to have a lot to prove. Nubby, what do you think? So, uh, Shaq Jordan recently at IPW went toe-to-toe with Marche Rocket. 
Now, in my mind, if you survive Marche Rocket, you can get through anything. And with that said, I know Connor Hopkins is on a roll, but he cannot overlook the talent of Shaq Jordan. So if he wants to keep this title that he just won, he needs to step up his game a little bit more and don't overlook and take Shaq Jordan lightly. Oh, certainly. I mean, I've seen Shaq and an IPW, obviously this summer that match against Marche was incredible. Um, I've seen him at the hot sauce expo. Um, you certainly shouldn't underrate Shaq's skills to the ring. Um, and yes, Shaq, Connor Hopkins did go toe to toe with Marche as well. So they have, both of these men have had experience wrestling Marche Rocket, one of the toughest competitors and one of the most skilled competitors in Rocket Pro Wrestling. So both of them have had that experience with Marche. Both have probably been on the receiving end of one of those infamous Marche Rocket shots. But again, it's going to, I think, boil down to who is going to come out of it at the end of the day with the victory and who will show who will have the most to prove. And I think both these men will come into this match having quite a lot to prove. Equally, I think that that's it. They both have to prove a lot. Um, Shaq Jordan has a lot to prove just because he's just in a way he's new to Rocket Pro. He's been around in the business a while, but he's got a lot more to prove. But at the same time, Connor Hopkins, he just won that title. He's going to want to keep it. Like all champions, we want to keep the title. We just won. We, we fight to get it, but now we got to fight to keep it. And Shaq Jordan is a tough dude. So, again, Connor Hopkins cannot take him lightly. I don't think he will, but we'll see. All right. And lastly, we have the main event of Quinn Wittick, Sexy Violence, going up against new Rocket Pro Wrestling champion Aaron Stone for the Rocket Pro Wrestling Championship in a tables, ladders, and chairs. Oh, my. Match. Now, Wittick was a fighting champion, a dominant champion. Had a lot of victories throughout his run. Faced off against Joey Jet Avalon in a literal Nova Award nominated match of the year candidate. And then all of a sudden in May, he was not there. And Damien Saint, general manager of Ragged Pro Wrestling, stripped Quinn of the championship even though Rock to the Top briefcase holder Aaron Stone was getting ready to challenge him. And then in the match between D. Ryan Matthews, who was put into Quinn's place, and Aaron Stone, who was getting ready to uh, wrestle for the championship anyway, uh, Stone came out of that match on top, even in spite of undeniable shenanigans, no pun intended. Now, Wittick, 
a couple weeks ago, I saw Quinn wrestle at Wrestle League, and um, after that match, he did address his loss of the title, this is the stripping of the title, and said that he was coming to get his stuff back. He was very intense with the way that he had said it, and I have no doubt in my mind that Quinn Wittick is gunning for Aaron Stone and the title that he, quite frankly, never lost. Mm-hmm. Aaron Stone, it's very similar to, you know, Connor Hopkins. He just won a championship. He's going to want to fight to defend that title. And there's going to be a lot of instruments of destruction at their disposal. Tables, ladders, and I cannot stress this enough, chairs. Or this crowbar. is going to be... Or a crowbar. The the seat could stand very well. Stand for crowbar. You never know. So this is bound to be a very violent match. And Nubby, what do you think? What do you think of this match? Who you know? Who do you think might come out on top on this? Well, let me ask you this question first, and Travis, I like you to answer it as well even though I think I know what your answer is going to be. But would have Damian Saint, general manager guy. Nine would, months in a row, standing room nine, only. Yeah, all that Beard stuff. of Thor. Would he have still stripped the title of Quinn if he was in deni- undeniable? Yes. Are you sure? I think he would just for the sense that because, I mean, he's a huge Quinn Wittek fan to begin with. I don't think in Undeniable, not Undeniable made a difference in his decision. He wanted a title match for the season finale. Like, that's what he wanted. You know, it's this is his first full season as general manager, and he wanted everything to go off as perfect as possible. And we all know, cards subject to change. We know that exists. I think he would hate the fact that he had to do it, but ultimately, even if he was undeniable, I think he still would have. Uh, I think he still would have stripped the title in order for the, uh, the RPW fans to have that title match. Now, the other side of it is, you know, Quinn Wittick was being pretty much regularly scouted by Damian Saint. You know, even at even at the start of last season. Mm-hmm. So, but even then, Quinn would never uh, join in the undeniable, no matter how much Quinn had tried to uh, tell him no. Do you think that Damien Saint maybe took, you know, that decision personally? Do you think that maybe factored into the decision to strip him of the title at kicks on 66. I think he just got soft. Think about it guys. Okay. What, what happened at the very beginning of this whole domination of his Steve stood around. Let Steve sit, right? That was your guys' biggest thing. That was our thing. That was our thing. Now Steve sits. Not only that, somebody had to have made that tag, that tag match official and see at the season finale. I think, and maybe there's a nicer way to say it than soft, but fucking Damien's soft now. You know, he doesn't have that 
entitlement complex. He doesn't have the I'm going to do for me idea. He's doing for the fans now. You guys want Steve to sit? Well, now Steve gets to sit. He wants title matches to happen, so he's so Quinn Wick. He didn't give Quinn Wick that title. He gave him an opportunity to win that title, and he did. And he held on to it all the way up to the point where he wasn't able to defend it. That was a season finale. If it was any other show, then hey, yeah, maybe they'll say, hey, when Quinn's healthy, we'll have it next. But no, this is a season finale. This is the impact that you have to make to show these fans, hey, be back next season. And what, what, how are you going to have a WrestleMania caliber show without having your championship match, you know, your championship be defended? And I think Damien saw that. I think he's more about the wrestling fans than you guys kind of believe him to be now. You guys still make him out to be this villain. And I mean, come on now. He's not that bad of a guy. And I've been saying that since the beginning. But that's just me. Now, the one thing that we, the one point that has been made in the chat is uh, that Quinn doesn't follow anyone's orders and that he'd butt with Saints head too much, even if he was part of the undeniable, which, you know, you know, Kevin Palmer had, you know, posited that question as well. Um, Gila believes, Smiley McGee believes that TLC is going to for sure be a war. Um, you know, Steve believes that Stone is a great champion, but Quinn Wittick never lost the title, and we he thinks that we're going to have an instant classic match of the year finalist for the next Nova Awards. Uh, Missy tends to agree that uh, Sexy Violence got robbed of the title at Kicks on 66. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of variables coming into this match. We have a lot of very, you know, fans saying a lot of the same things here. Uh, But we have, you know, what's going to be a hellacious tables, ladders, and chairs match. And I would have to say that the crowbar is the second C in TLC in this match. (laughs) The crowbar will for sure come into play at some point. I mean, I know Koa bent it, at spring break in half. And, you know, the crowbar was pretty upset about it. it was, it's been pretty bent out of shape all summer, but I think that, uh, <laughs> you, <dude. laughs> I think that I, <laughs> I knew, see, here's the problem. I knew it was coming and I still didn't see it. So I digress. I think that the, um, I think the use of the crowbar Point being, how does that factor into the finish of this match? Because that is a very devastating weapon. Yeah. <clears throat> Go ahead, Turtle. I believe like the crowbar can be the big factor because it's the smallest weapon of all the weapons that are going to be there. And he can just have it... like. Stone can go up that ladder, and then when Quinn walks up that ladder to go stop him, Stone won't see the ladder or the crowbar. And all he has, Quinn can just pull it out of his pants and whack Stone in the head, and it's over. What the fuck? What? Uh, 
All good, Travis? Is that the is that the verbiage you want to use? Pull it out of your pants and whack you over the head with it? That's that's my verbiage. I'm sticking I wasn't gonna say anything about it. Jesus Christ, man! That's because uh, you guys got the weird mind. And besides, yeah, it's, sure, it's it's yeah. Quinn Witta. It's Quinn Wittick. <laughs> sexy violence for a reason. It's it's one of these things, though. You have to realize that like, it's not just the crowbar; it's also undeniable. I mean, who does who does uh, Stone have to back him up if undeniable comes out? I mean, he's tagged with Maximus Orion before, but at the same time, he doesn't have, you know, really not that he not that I don't think Aaron Stone has friends, but you know, who would be behind him if undeniable shenanigans do take place in this match? I mean, yeah, it's it's an outnumbered thing, but I mean, who knows? I mean, I I've seen. Strange bedfellows, if you will. You want to use that implication. Uh, before, people coming out to help other people because they have the same goals. So I think it's going to be a great match. I mean, this was a match that was booked even before the end of the season finale because they knew no matter what was going to happen, Quinn will have a title opportunity. So, I mean, at least you can look at it like that. You know, we didn't know who the champion was going to be, but we knew Quinn was going to have a title opportunity come the season premiere. I think that's the respectful thing to do. But here's, you know what? Kevin Palmer brings back another aspect to this. Um, Aaron Stone constantly was trying to get stopped by the Undeniable last year. Quinn Wittick was stripped of the title by Damian Saint. So what if they go up against the Undeniable in the end? Quinn and Stone? Could very well be possible. They both have an axe to grind with Saint, realistically, when you think about it. Dude, everything's possible. Steve could become an idol. Anything's fucking possible. I don't think Steve it's, will it's, become it's, an idol. It's, it's fancy booking at that point. Um, but no, I don't think Stone I don't see Stone and Quinn really getting on the same page about anything. So Yeah, Missy Sweeters doesn't think Steve's an idol. I mean, I mean, he could be. Steve, Steve is just as good as a heel as all of them. But let's let's think about it this way: Steve, he won the match at Kicks on sixty six. Yeah, he has the titles. He's had a rough summer, sure, but you know, Steve has shown his dominance in other places, and the idols just don't have it anymore. They don't have control of Rocket Pro. They don't have the titles. They don't have really anything to hang their hat on. Uh, they're losers at this point. And well, they're Joey definitely Roth, losers. They are definitely losers. And, I mean, I know Joey Roth's been running his mouth pretty much the past couple weeks about, uh, you know, having something to say and making an impact. But, like, at the same time, man – it's going to go over like a, like a silent wet fart in church. It's not going to go over as that well at all. What does he have anymore? The idols are falling apart at the seams, it seems. What do they have anymore? I mean, Damian Gray has that bat of his. That's pretty much it. That is pretty much it. I mean, they still got each other for the most part, except for Nye. 
I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of questions, um, you know, floating. There's a lot of questions about where the idols are and what exactly, what kind of an impact the idols are going to make. And I don't, I I think it's, it's just going to be weak. (laughs) Well, we'll definitely find out September 9th. Uh, Was that all the matches that are booked? That is every single one. Okay, so we'll definitely find out September 9th, uh, you know, what's, what happens with the idols. You know, obviously we know now Steve's going to be a commentary. I'm guessing Shelly will be right next to him. And I'm sure they'll have the titles because why not instigate that shit to the fullest uh, effects. Um, Obviously, you guys know Steve. You know Steve has the power hour, and you know that they record on Tuesday nights. And uh, guys, who uh, who's our guest this week? It'll be Kevin Palmer. Michelle Shelley and I hear Bill Shelley might go to this. He said he might. He might. Yeah. So make sure you check out uh Tuesday night's power hour. Uh so I'm sure they're gonna do some more recap and deep dive into Rago Pro Wrestling. Uh so make sure you check that out. Um what's I gonna say? Uh Missy, yes. Uh Nova Awards start two o'clock September two o'clock. Two o'clock at Fan Access, which will be out in the park. Five dollars for Rocket Pro Wrestling. The show itself—that uh, show will start at doors will open at four. Bell time is at five. Uh, Fifteen dollars for general admission. Twenty dollars front row, and um, you're not going to want to miss it because it's going to be a great show with lots of twists, turns, and surprises. And the ceremony—I just been informed. Uh, as we all have been technically, that the ceremony overward ceremony will start around two thirty. Perfect. Awesome. Uh, also, Power Hour live uh, at the uh, uh, fan access, and I guess a final LIM induction happening. There will be the final LIM induction ceremony of Double J. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, I'm kind of wondering, though, with the weird stuff going on with the LIM this summer, where is Simp going to come into play with all of that? Uh, that's going to be something, you know, I, I guess we'll have to find out. I'm kind of nervously anticipating that. Awesome. Uh, for those of you who uh, tuned in and listened, I do appreciate it. For those who contributed into the chat, thank you so much. Liking the uh Live streams really do help us out, and I hope you guys had a lot of fun. Uh, for those executives from Rocket Pro who are in here, uh, I do request a front row seat right next to commentary. Make that happen. Uh, I believe I earned it. So, uh, guys, uh, from your end, is there anything else uh, fall brawl related that we need to discuss? No, I think we covered everything. Uh, yeah. We're good. How about you, Pac-Man? I am as good as the 97 Bulls. They were pretty good. That was a pretty solid team. (sighs) Guys, again, uh, Fall Brawl this Saturday, September 9th. Uh, Go to Rocket Pro uh, Wrestling fan page or Rocket Pro Wrestling. Find all the information. Go to... Go to our Facebook page or, uh, you know, Instagram, Twitter, follow us on social media. And obviously this live stream will be released so you can let your friends know to catch the whole thing uh, at a later date if they don't, uh, if they weren't able to make it today. And that's available obviously here on Podbean, but also iTunes, Google Podcast, Spotify, and all that other shit.
So, again, thank you for tuning in. That's all I got. So, as always, I am no, Nubby, the Amazing no. Turtle. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 see, whoa, whoa, whoa what are you doing? <laughs> but wait a minute. Me and Pac-Man took the reins, so I should start it. And then goes to Pac-Man, then you drive Yeah, it. yeah, here's the, here's the thing, though. We missed a part. Here's the thing. Oh, yeah. If I give you the shit that we normally do on a consistent basis, you fuck it up. Good example, yeah, the sponsorship. Hey, we we we've been doing good with Carter Comics. We, we we we. All I need you to say, Nubby, is we can ring the bell, and then Pac Man say on this live stream, which we'll is ended like we normally do. Hurry before okay. the wrestling fan one tries to call in again. Oh, oh uh, it says Kevin Palmer says I was called in no answer. I did not see a call in from you, bud. Unless right, you tried so to. Do we want to? Do we want to try to bring Kevin Palmer in before we wrap I, this up? I have, I have no problem with it. If he tried to call in on the first one and the screw ups was preventing that, then that makes sense. Kevin, if you want to call in right now, feel free to do so, man. We got thirty more minutes of this live stream that we that we could uh, that we could do. So. If you want to call in, feel free. There, see, he's right there. See, I see that one. What kind of person waits until the end to say, oh, I tried calling in? So aren't you glad I fucked that up? No. Still no. Would have been no to begin with. Hello. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Nuke himself. They know, they know who it is. What's up, guys? Hey man, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good. Uh quick question. Uh front row seat next to commentary. Yes. Front row seat next to commentary? I think I can make that happen. I hope so, because I wouldn't have to disconnect you from this live stream if you said no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but guys, I tried calling on the first one, I believe, so that's yeah. why I was hung up probably. Yeah, I do yeah, and I do apologize for so long. Yeah, I'd hope so. It's Podbean's fault, not mine. But luckily, we were able to get it all corrected. And we were able to get everyone back here for it, man. Uh, but Pac-Man, Nubby, I do, I do, I do kind of feel like that customer that comes in at like nine fifty-nine, and you guys are trying to close at ten. So I, I feel bad. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude! I, I've worked fast food. I've worked grocery stores. I know those people, and yeah, I hate them a lot. But no, I'm glad. No, like I said, man, we we had plenty of time left. Uh, we just. Didn't see anyone else uh, looking to call in except for Wrestling Fan One, which I I tried, but they just gurgled and hung up. So, mm. yeah, Pac-Man, I got a few of those calls from my brother. <laughs> Pac-Man Turtle, you guys got Nuke on your uh, live stream, so uh, what, what what you got for him? Yeah, shoot away, guys. All right. So oh, you don't want me. You don't want me to shoot. <laughs> you want me to? You want a work answer? You want a shoot answer? We'll do <laughs> like Rian. Turtle, man. Turtle, I got your back. I think you're. I think you're gonna win the win the match, man. I got your. I got your back. You got my show. Oh my god. <laughs> your show. <laughs> what, what you got, Pac Man? So, Kevin, what can fans expect from this season at Rocket Pro? Last year. You know, obviously, it was a very, very successful season for the company. Nine months in a row, standing room only, lots of talent, amazing matches, amazing atmosphere to be in. What can fans expect from Rocket Pro Wrestling this year? 
Uh, we have so many more surprises. Uh, October is probably going to be one of the, probably going to shake the foundation of Rocket Pro. I'm not gonna, that's as far as I can go with that one. Got a huge, uh, huge surprise. But other than that, I think we're going to have another, hopefully, nine shows of standing room only. It's going to be a good show, this one. I, I, I can't wait. I've been waiting for a long time for this one. I've had a lot going on, so I need wrestling back. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, and, you know, I, I even for those who may be listening to this live stream and, you know, may never have gone to a Rocket Pro show, uh, what's your sales pitch to them? Why should they attend a, a Rocket Pro wrestling show? Why should they attend Fall Brawl and Fan Access? Well, just because, I mean, we're interesting. We we do entertainment, entertainment and wrestling at the same time, I believe. And, I don't know, it's just the, the fans. That's basically what what I like about doing. Just the fans. Make sure everybody feels like they're at home. So, yeah. yeah. It's and a I, good show. And I can definitely attest, like, Rocket Pro, I would say, is for sure my home wrestling company. The one I always look forward to every month. The one that I, you know, always... Uh, enjoy being a part of. Um, so, no, definitely if you haven't been to a Rocket Pro show, expect the Rowdies fan group, expect high quality matches, expect the unexpected. Hey, Pac Man, I have a surprise for you. Oh, yeah? I think Grandpa's going to be sitting in the crowd with you. Oh, sweet. I love my Grandpa C Red. Yeah, so, let's go. He's going to be sitting there cheering you guys on. All right. All right. Yeah. I I am very, very excited yeah. to hear that. You asked and we uh, we delivered. I appreciate that, Nuke. <laughs> Missy wants to ask about rowdy fan groups like Rocket Boys and even White Girl Wasted, which my dad thinks is named Hot White Girls Gone Wild. Um, so what can you say about the fan culture at Rocket Pro Wrestling? Fan culture is fantastic. I don't know about this white girl wasted. Who's that? They're, you know, they're growing. Rian has speculated before they're, you know, growing in numbers and growing quietly. That's cool, cool. How about, uh, how about you, Turtle? What about me? <laughs> you, uh, you prepared for your match? Oh, I'm definitely prepared. Um, yours, is, uh, one, yours is one I want to see. The most probably. Yeah, um, I've been uh, watching a lot of Bucky Collins lately. Um, starting to see some things I can use against them. Uh, I've been in the ring a few times with Ryan Matthews, not really like one on one, but many battle royals. So we know how each other work. But I think this match is going to be entertaining, but it might be hard hitting as well. And I plan uh, on winning. I plan on winning. I'm walking out holding that. You, you know what I've noticed is a lot of people don't think you can uh, can win that match. But you know what? I'm I'm not one of them. I feel like you're the underrated guy going into this one. I'm. I consider myself the ultimate underdog in every match I'm in, and I'm fine with that because the un- underdogs tell the better stories. Oh yeah. But yeah, like you said, you do have that one up where Bucky's probably worried about. Christian Rose and the Coyotes, or and how, so you got that going for you. I mean, I'm worried about the undeniable, but I've overcome so much 
that I'll just I gotta be prepared. That's all. Cool. Now, right. Kevin, you've talked about you know turtles matches. Are there any other matches that you're looking forward to seeing uh, this season or this fall at Fall Brawl? All of them. <laughs> Easy answer. I mean, it's the, it's a cop. That might be a cop out answer, but all of them. I mean, everybody that's comes through Rocket Pro or any any indie promotion around, all the talent has just been amazing. I love uh, love having them with us, and you know, it's just great watching these guys go out there and, and do what they love to do. It's just it's awesome, and you know, I'm like a kid just sitting out there watching it. Now. You played a pretty big role in the main event of this last show at Kicks on 66, where you helped uh, the VHS, uh, even the odds against the Idols. Where do you think the Idols are going now that they're out of power in Rocket Pro? Down the toilet, probably. I like that answer. <laughs> I like that answer a lot. I don't know. I'm interested to see uh, what's going to happen. I saw the video johnny and i posted and uh that's all he's that's all he's done and said since he's uh i don't know did he turn his back we don't know but what for what he did in kicks on 66 i'm interested to see what was on his mind doing that yeah it's gonna be definitely interesting to see where the idols go and again i i definitely don't have high hopes for them they've lost everything where else can they go they're they've they've plateaued they've peaked and I just don't see them, quite frankly, trying to – I mean, Joey Roth can talk all he wants about getting everything back that they had, and I just – that's not going to happen. They, yeah, just remember, though. Remember, though, your dad's still an idol. It's a regrettable decision on his part. <laughs> it's definitely like I think my dad can associate with better people. Like I question that with him sometimes. Um, you know, it, you know, I wish he would have given me more fatherly advice, you know, yeah. on that front, but you know, I did like, we, the, I did like the jab you took at him on your, uh, your picks. Yeah. You know, I had to, you know, we had to make that clear to him that even though he's an idol, you know, we, we can't at the same time very well excuse it either with all the hell that they've raised at rocket pro. Um, so I just, I just hope, um, I hope dad really, you know, takes a look at all of this and the downfall of the idols, um, and you know, makes the right choices. Uh, we'll see. We'll have to see. We'll see. Travis, you got any questions for nuke? Well, my biggest question was about his involvement in the main event. I think you guys covered it pretty well. But, uh, Nuke, uh, other than that, because obviously I'm still fairly new to Rock and Roll. I haven't been going as long as Turtle and Pac-Man have. But your involvement in that main event was the first time I've ever seen you actually physically be involved in a confrontation in Rock and Roll. Um, But I do know you have a history in the ring. So that kind of light a fire and you're like, you know, wanting to get back in there? <laughs> I don't know, a little bit. I'm not uh, keen about getting back in. I want to just do behind the scenes stuff and watch yeah, watch these guys go. I don't want to step in, you know, step in there and take some other guy's opportunity away. 
But what was so, your mindset about getting involved in the main event then? Because I came out to uh, help Steve and Michelle, and gotcha. the idols took it upon themselves to beat me up. So I'm not just going to sit there and lay back. So I wanted to go help those two and get my get my gotcha. revenge. Okay. I mean, you threw some you threw some haymakers, bro. So I mean, it's definitely impressive. <laughs> uh, you know, one thing that I don't think was mentioned on his live stream yet, and I wouldn't mind getting your opinion on it because I. For some reason, in my mind, I think you guys, you know, know each other. Uh, Jay Beck turning his bounce back check. On, sure, Jay Beck, you know, turning his back on everyone at Rock and Pro and like siding himself with Damian Saint. Have you had a conversation with him about that? Jay Beck has been my best friend for thirty years, and I'm very disappointed in him for doing that. He just he he's wrong. He shouldn't have done that, yeah. man. <laughs> I mean, his mindset is that he thought the fans and, and all the – everybody's given up on him. So he wanted to go to somebody who loved him. So I told yeah, him – Yeah, but why, why do you think he would believe that? Oh, we'll find out uh, September 9th. I know uh, he's been wanting to wanting to say what he why he did it. So he's going to get that opportunity. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, we talked about we talked about fan access. We talked about the Nova Awards. We talked covered the match cards. Is there anything you believe we have yet to mention that needs to be said about uh about September 9th? No, just be there. There's gonna be uh there's gonna be some surprises. So I just you guys uh, the show's been uh you guys did a great job on the show and covered everything. I'm excited to see everyone and I'm excited to get it going. I appreciate it. I have no problem taking the credit for all that. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you guys do a good job. Appreciate you uh, covering us. Absolutely, like I said, I mean, I um, it, it in a perfect world, we definitely would have had more uh, wrestlers on and everything. But we get that, you know, like obviously Labor Day and stuff like that. You know, a lot of people aren't available, but that's why we also like to release the live stream as a recorded, you know, recording that you go back and listen to later, so kind of people can follow up on what we've said and everything. <laughs> Um, but I'm glad that uh, you did. Uh, you did tell us that you're trying to call in because we would love to get you on here. Yeah. So. Oh, and uh, by the way, Pax Joey uh, Roth just texted me. He says he's got something to say to you September 9th. So I don't know if that's that's good or bad, but uh, I don't know. I'd look out. <laughs> I'm just assuming it's a hey, how's it going? I'm I'm totally rethinking all my life decisions and my quality of self as an individual, and 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 probably like I've changed his life. I think. Well, you, know, you know, Nuke, let me ask you. Final final question, then uh, we'll wrap this up. Better nickname, PX or Pac-Man? Ooh. Uh, I go with Pac-Man. That's right. Oh. <laughs> everyone, everyone does now. I mean, Travis started calling me Pac-Man, then Gabagool picked up on it, then the LIM just switches between the two. Um, it, just, it just rolls off the tongue better. It sounds better. I mean, Podcast Papa is kind of... I think of PX, it sounds like I feel. I think of X Pac. I don't know why. Ah, they, I can see that. Yeah. When I, when I think of PX, I think of pain in my ass, and I want to try to get away from that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Pac Man is still a pain in your ass, technically. No, Pac Man, Pac Man, I could tolerate. PX is a dope. <laughs> well, what right, about guys, the podcast, well, Papa? Yeah, Nuke. I, again, man, I appreciate you uh, you you coming on here and talking with us and everything, clarifying some of the questions we had. And uh, like I said I, I'm well, glad that I'm glad. What's it? 
Yeah, I'll have more to say tomorrow on the power hour too. So, well, yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense. You interrupted me, like you know, the host of that show is so awesome. You're you're gonna fit right in over there, brother. No, I'm just fucking with you. I'm fine. JFW Power Hour, you guys are all doing a great job. Right. Well, and that's the thing. That's why I love about doing this uh, stuff like this because it, it shines a light on independent wrestling. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to my own horn. I mean, Steve, you probably got to give more credit than me. I've seen a lot, a lot of indie shows starting to pop up more and more. And I'm not saying that yeah. I, you know that was me. You know, Grant, I've been doing this for eight years. Steve been doing it what ten years like that. So maybe it's more Steve than me. But I think independent wrestling, especially in the Midwest is incredible and needs to be acknowledged so when shows like this could happen especially these live streams you know i you know i I, doing things like this i'm okay giving up a couple hours on a weekend and stuff to do things like this so yeah i also think a lot of the independent companies should like work together sometimes too and Mm -hmm. put on more like super shows or storylines together i think that'd be cool you know it's funny i had a conversation on i think turtle was that this freaking show we I'd did like, talk about it, yeah. Like a super show idea. I'd like I had this uh-huh. incredible idea to put on like a super show at the Will County Atrium because I know the person who could get us in there at very little cost, and it's an atrium for the Will County Fair. And I, and I had this idea to get a bunch of companies together to work together to put on like a show there, and it's an incredible idea. It's just all about getting the owners of those companies together and figuring it out. But it's it's a dream mm-hmm. I have. So. If you ever want to sit down and uh, talk about it, I'm I'm in with you. Oh, 100. I'm gonna at least. Yeah, I, I think I think it'd be an incredible opportunity. Like I said, the atrium's amazing. There's a kitchen in there, so concessions can be sold right out of it. There's a bar right there, so you can serve drinks from it. All the chairs are there, and all the parking. It could be incredible if it gets promoted right, and the matches that we book are incredible. But yeah, yeah. All right. I appreciate it again for letting me on, and I'll uh, hopefully I see all you guys there on Saturday, September 9th. Make sure my front row seat next to commentary is there, and I can guarantee I'll be there. <laughs> all right, my friend. Take it easy. <laughs> all right, Nuke. Thanks for jumping on, man. I appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Nuke. Thank Later, you. guys. All right, that's all I got. I believe we can ring the bell. On this live stream. Perfect. As always, I am Travis D. I am Nubby the Amazing Turtle, Cowabunga. And I am Pac-Man, Shut Up, Santino. Oh, yeah, Santino didn't show up. I blame No Coast. Yeah. Guys, thanks again for listening to this live stream of this upcoming uh, Rocket Pro Wrestling uh, Fall Brawl show. And thank you for listening to Just Freak Wrestling, the JFW podcast.